Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Good morning, I'm Steve and welcome to today's Coach House Beacon. Last week when I spoke to you, I spoke about the Lord's Prayer, its content and a bit of its meaning. And today what we're going to look at is some of the examples of where Jesus prayed in the manner that he taught us in the Lord's Prayer. Many of us see prayer as a time when we ask for stuff. Now, there's nothing wrong with asking for stuff. In fact, God wants us to seek him for his provision, as it delights him for us to be getting involved in his work. That said, as we saw last time, the Lord's Prayer is not so much about asking for stuff, but much more about recognising who God is and about our relationship with him. In this beacon, I want to look at the practical applications of what we saw last time. The examples of where Jesus himself prayed in the way that he taught his disciples to do and to see what happened as a result of those prayers. Let's read the prayer as it appears in Luke's Gospel. Father, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. Give us each day the food we need, and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation. So to recap the points from last time, we saw that there were six examples in the prayer. Establishing a right relationship with God, acknowledging God's holiness and sovereignty, seeking God's will and purpose, seeking to be a willing servant, God's provision for us, and forgiving others. In the Bible there are four different accounts of Jesus' life whilst he was here on earth. These each show different aspects of Jesus' life and are called Gospels. Gospel, by the way, just means good news. Now, we all like a good news story, and the Gospels are the best good news that there has ever been. The Gospel written by Luke, from which we read the Lord's Prayer, is the one that portrays Jesus in very ordinary, everyday settings. Luke portrays Jesus as an ordinary person, and whilst Jesus did some extraordinary things, the stories we read in Luke's Gospel are easy to relate to, and for that reason it's a good example to follow. So what about the examples of Jesus in prayer? Let's start at the beginning with Jesus' baptism. This happens in chapter 3 and verse 21. And to set the scene, a man named John the Baptist, who was actually Jesus' cousin, had been baptising people in the River Jordan. The Bible says, One day, when the crowds were being baptised, Jesus himself was also baptised. As he was praying, the heavens opened, and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove, and a voice from heaven said, This is my dearly beloved Son, and you bring me great joy. Luke doesn't tell us here exactly what Jesus was praying, 
but from the result, we can see that it must have been along the lines of the first example in the Lord's Prayer. Using the traditional words, Our Father who art in heaven, Jesus was establishing that right relationship with his Father. And the result was that the Holy Spirit came down and Jesus was audibly given God's blessing. When you become a Christian, for most people the first thing that happens is usually that you pray with someone. In doing so, you recognise who God is and immediately God will welcome you into his family. The second example, May Your Name Be Kept Holy, is about acknowledging God's holiness and sovereignty. In chapter 9 and verse 28 it says, Jesus took Peter, John and James up on a mountain to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face was transformed and his clothes became dazzling white. Here, as in the previous example, Luke does not record the actual content of the prayer, but again records the outcome. Holiness is about purity. God cannot be in the presence of sin. And it was important that Jesus was not only free from sin, but that it was obvious to others that this was the case. We need to recognise what holiness is. And we need to bring ourselves to that place in prayer. God's endorsement of Jesus was emphatic and concludes with a second instance of a voice being heard from heaven. This is my son, the chosen one. Listen to him. The third example was about seeking God's will. And from the example I'm going to give, we can see that this might take a bit more effort. In chapter 6 and verse 12, we read about Jesus choosing 12 from his many followers to be set aside for the special purpose of spreading the gospel. It says, One day Jesus went up on a mountain to pray, and he prayed to God all night. At daybreak he called together all of his disciples and chose twelve of them to be apostles. We can see from this that in this instance Jesus is seeking God's will to be done. Choosing the apostles was an important step, and Jesus recognised this. He needed to listen to God in order to get the choice right. Jesus was willing to put in the effort in order to get this right, reminding us that sometimes we must also put in a bit of effort, especially when we have important decisions to make. The fourth point was to be a willing servant. On that night that Jesus was going to be betrayed and arrested, after eating the Passover meal, Jesus went out to the Mount of Olives to pray. He said, Father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Jesus knew what was about to happen and was no less fearful of it than you or I would be. His close relationship with the Father was such that his only response was to be close to the Father in prayer. Jesus demonstrates that his priority was not his own will, his own well-being, but the will of the Father. 
We know that after Jesus was arrested, he was beaten, ill-treated and put, on a cro- put to death on the cross. It is from this situation that we find the sixth example, forgiving others. As he was being crucified, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. Even though the soldiers were the ones carrying out the orders to crucify Jesus, even though they beat him, Jesus did not feel any hatred towards them. Instead, Jesus prayed that God would forgive them. This can be the hardest prayer to pray, but Jesus showed that it is an important part of our relationship with God. Now, I guess if you were paying attention, you might be asking, what about example five? Well, here it is. God's provision for us. Remember that we said this was more about recognising God's provision than asking for it in the first place. Jesus showed this when he fed 5,000 people with five loaves and two fishes. In chapter 9 and verse 16, it says, Jesus took the five loaves and two fish looked up to heaven and blessed them. In this instance, Jesus was just recognising that God's provision was indeed sufficient. We've seen here that Jesus lived his life as a perfect example of the words he taught us in the Lord's Prayer. The good news is this. There's nothing whatsoever that can stop us from following this example. The words of the Lord's Prayer teach us to spend more time considering who God is and how to do his will, and less time considering our own needs and wants. As you pray, bear in mind the lessons from the Lord's Prayer, and you will enjoy drawing ever closer to God. Amen. Coach House Beacons, the Coach House Church Daily Devotional. To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org.